the Secrets of the Self-Made podcast, where lifelong learners share their proven formula to achieving what they desire most. These are the students of Self-Made You, who have invested in a higher education that is arguably more important than any other subject. They have mastered self to overcome obstacles and create what they once thought impossible. Now it's your turn to learn and listen from the student who has become the teacher. Class is now in session. Welcome back to the Secrets of the Self-Made. Today I have Gabriel Karen, and he has been a longtime friend of both me and my husband, um, as his wife, Katie, has been too. And so it is with great pleasure that I get to introduce him to my audience. And for so many reasons, I know that you will walk away from this podcast really feeling enlightened. And I'm just going to quick jump in here and give really kind of encapsulate how I think of Gabriel. I think of him as a philosopher. I really, truly think of him as somebody who really seeks out wisdom. And it was not lost on me that when he came forward and said, I want to take your program, that he truly like edifies the type of person that I love walking alongside of. I love walking alongside of lifelong learners. And that is Gabriel. And so I'm so excited for you guys to be able to glean some of his secrets to success. So welcome and thank you so much for being here, Gabriel. Thanks, Tracy. It's good to be here. Yeah. So, all right. Just like in all the other podcasts, we start off with a little icebreaker. Self-made you is kind of your higher education. And I know so many of us have had, you know, varying degrees of education, but I like to kind of look back at our former education, whether that was form formal or informal. And I would love to know, Gabriel, if there's one event that may have really impacted your life or really framed up um, the education that you had prior to now, prior to, you know, self-made you. What is there something that comes to mind? Yeah, I, I, I very specifically and quickly something comes to mind uh, when i was uh i was a 21 year old freshman in college uh i played companies of junior hockey uh so i was a little bit more self-aware than an 18 year old starting and um I, I, I somebody had given me the advice to you know enjoy the liberal arts enjoy studying and it'll become self-evident what what you want to study and and my freshman year uh for symposium uh i read some moral philosophy uh and i didn't know it was moral philosophy at the time and i read the articles and i i had to come in early the next day to talk to the professor i'm like what is this is this a discipline like like you know this is speaking to me and she's like oh that's moral philosophy and uh, i came to learn that uh Anne ran the fountainhead which was the book that led me to choose saint john's was also a philosophical work so uh, all of that led me to philosophy, and that night I went and signed up for the major, and it uh, it impacts my thinking on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. Mm -hmm. And that's so evident, and that's what makes being around you and just sharing space with you 
such a cool experience. So thank goodness that, that, that you had that experience. So okay. uh, with that, I would love for you to just introduce yourself. Tell us about your family. Tell us about where you grew up. All of it is so interesting. We could probably talk for hours, but. Yeah, I, um, I'm a small town boy uh, in uh, living in Minneapolis with my family of four. Um, I grew up in a town called Warwood on the Canadian border in northern Minnesota. I'm the youngest of four. Um, I uh, grew up in a household of entrepreneurship uh, where we were definitely bootstrapping through my younger years. So that was very uh, in informative of me, uh, for me uh, in my developmental years, uh, led leading to become kind of an entrepreneur. Um, I'm the youngest of four. I love my siblings. They're my best friends. And now that I have my wife and I've had our fourth child four and five years, I'm experiencing that in a different way. Uh, definitely um, self-care and family are the two primary um, uh, focuses of my life. Uh, and that's really important to know about me. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a small town Minnesota boy uh, that maybe uses bigger words than when I left. <laughs> I love that. So tell us a little bit about what attracted you to self-made you. Um, well, first I'm kind of a big like pattern recognition person. So like I see that, you know, great people tend to create great things. Tracy, I've known you for nine years now and I paid attention when you dropped out of corporate America. And I mean that very uh, complimentary uh, to pursue something different and more. And I think it was in year six of your iteration is when I signed up. So I was very curious of what you were going to do because um, of your track record and what I know who you are. Um, and then um, really there is, you know, my personal studies, which are kind of probably, I don't read any fiction, it's all nonfiction. Um, I, there's, I came to some conclusions as I've tried to like understand this labyrinth of, of health uh, and nutrition. You know, a couple of things are um, the fat adaptive, fat adaptive diet made a lot of sense to me. Um, just from an evolutionary standpoint um uh, and it was something i was exploring but as we know without hand holding it can be kind of complex um i also came to a conclusion that the axioms of nutritional science like the fundamental principles there's some flaws there you know you have doctors saying hey to to lower your cholesterol eat less cholesterol to become less fat eat less fat mm -hmm. which are like debunked fundamentally and so why are our very our trusted health professionals giving me this advice I need to better understand this and um and uh also the uh um the behavioral psychology behind what i could tell in your program i'm a huge like self-hacking guy who reads a lot of psychology and just i could just tell by your framework like oh that's i i, I see what you were doing and i'm like and i know that that works for long-term habit change so all of those things i detected in exploring your program. I'm like, okay, this is what I've been waiting for. And I was ready to sign up. Yeah. What would you say was one of the more profound concepts maybe that you learned or that you were able to apply to your life? A lot of us, like um, we go into a weight loss or a, um, you know, some sort of program that's going to improve your health thinking that all we have to do is just check the boxes. We just need to follow the instructions. Mm -hmm. And we really try to 
A, get to the root cause. And the, it's the root cause of, you know, what's going on mentally, what's going on emotionally, what's going on physically and metabolically so that mm -hmm. people can really understand it. And mm -hmm. from that place of really understanding is where change comes from. Is there, is there a concept or an understanding that you came to that you feel like was maybe more profound than any of the others? Uh, yeah, um, actually there's, Sorry, there's a lot going in my mind because I could probably answer that question for the remainder of our time. Um, like, let's let's focus on so so let's say mentally, and then um, kind of that metabolic aware awareness. So the 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 main thing for me mentally, which was like the biggest surprise for me, is this concept of binging better. Um, I actually, you know, Brene Brown and shame and vulnerability um, spent a lot of time studying this because it's <laughs> so important for everybody in 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 modern society to study and just that 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 hey i'm getting in the way and like oh everybody binges i mean like or a lot of people i'm not alone i'm not bad i'm not flawed i'm a human mm -hmm. so that self-compassion and then it's a universal reality was like oh thank god like i can be i can be open about this and i didn't know i was even hiding it um and then uh and then being perfect kept me from making progress um, so, you know, the, I quit drinking six years ago, uh, as a, it was a, it, it was an expiration that led to me saying, Hey, this is better for me. And that was life transformational. Um, yet there, it, there are these other things about health and the food that fuels and, and some of these things that are, I still have as crutches of binging to say, Hey, it's not an all or nothing. You can binge better has been transformative to me because I know that from a behavioral change, I'm going to continue to chip away and get better. And at some point, you know, that perfection is going to be a natural conclusion. So that was a huge mental shift. Um, and that, and that self-compassion and vulnerability, uh, that can serve anybody. But for me, it was timely. Um, and, and then on the on metabolic side, it's like, that stuff is confusing. And like, I pride myself in like wading through confusion and complexity and distilling down to fundamental principles. <laughs> so, and it's like, it's, it's as difficult for me as most. Um, and so the whole handholding of this is fasting, this is normal. You're having these thoughts, this data collection and, and, and exploring in a guide to exploring the food that fuels was really critical for that metabolic uh, awareness. So those, I think the two things were, I mean, the most profound that I didn't really um, know anything about going into this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just want to spotlight that, you know, you have, you will continue to always have these primitive brain thoughts. They're very habitual. But one thing that you said is that because you have created with intention some new thinking and you've practiced that new thinking you've actually now down regulated that new thinking into the more habit type thinking right so for an example you said i stopped drinking because it's better for me and that is a new thought that you've probably practiced thousands of times so much so that that's your new belief and because that now is the habit thought, it has been down-regulated and that becomes what you react from. Mm -hmm. So, but that doesn't happen without first awareness of what the current thinking is. Your current thought probably looked something like, I can't have that. 
Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have that, right? Which probably created some sort of deprivation and left you feeling victimized, out of control, yada, yada, yada. You recognized that, you saw what that was getting you, and you made a very conscious decision somewhere along the line that this is my new belief that I have to work on practicing so that you can like supplement, you can use that as your new primitive based thought. It's down regulated. It is the habitual thought. You said it, it rolled off your tongue. It's so believable. And I can tell you live your life from that, but that's the practice. It doesn't just happen. It takes intention. It takes work. That's what the mental and emotional work looks like. And it's just, phenomenal. It's, and I knew that you had that you conceptually understood the way that your thoughts generate your feelings before you ever even got into this program. So it's so fascinating to see how you applied it in your life prior. And it's awesome to know that you could take that learning, you take that wisdom, and then you take this new education when it comes to metabolic science and you applied it in the same way. And that's like, that's the beauty. I always, I always jokingly say, you know, I dangle the carrot of weight loss to, to draw in the people who I know want change so desperately, but you know, that's my hook, but I use it as the vehicle to teach such profound concepts that generate a sense of control. There's no more writing in the passenger seat or playing victim or casting blame. Like the control is within you You, and it all starts with your thinking. So you're such a great example of that. And I love, you know, being a philosopher, I think we all understand that, you know, it is a journey of lifelong learning. There is no finish line. There is never going to be that day where we've like, done we've learned it all we now know it it. yeah yeah it's just this ongoing learning and that's such a great place to live from so i love that about you that it's just this ongoing learning and that and then you share it too which i think is such a an important part of you know we talk about it share it from the perspective of you know mentor somebody else and take your learning to a deeper level it really than that yeah, it's, it really reinforces it, you know, the, the sharing, and that's where that mentoring part of your program was really awesome. And then, um, you know, just to kind of go back to your, you know, your model um, and me quitting training, for example, both of those were a result of a very committed, like, obsession for, you know, 20 weeks or and then beyond. Um, so there's also that, like you talk about commitment and and you talk about the mechanics, but let's abstract that to it's our thoughts dictate our behavior and, and our media impacts our thoughts Mm -hmm. and, um, a program like this and the ancillary podcast and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it's a sustained focus that, that I've found has been like just the, the killer app to behavioral change right? Like this whole 21 days to me is 21 days to lubricate the process and build, get to, 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 to feel some of the feedback, but really that deep rooted behavioral change, it comes with that, that, that follow on. And that's where, you know, with the app and the other programs aspects of your program that help with that reinforcing or 
um, yeah, are just timeless principles for behavioral change. Yeah. Yeah. So through that behavioral change, what kind of experience did you have? Was there anything specific that you can say, like, because I learned this, this is the result this is the change I experienced? Um, Go ahead. Give me credit for all the good things. Yeah, no. Well, the one thing. The woman that you're married to and the four yeah, kids. And all that. You know, I'm kinder to strangers and I, I plant more trees, uh, recycle, all those things. Uh, yeah. So actually one thing that was kind of surprising, um, for those who can't see me, you know, I'm six foot two, I'm about 160 pounds. And so like, I don't have to deal with some of the challenges that other body types and other biology has to. And so for me, this was about longevity and metabolic health. Um, but I lost 25 pounds and I didn't even know that I had it and like, oh my gosh, like I'm, the, you know, 10% or below in body fat. And that was kind of cool, right? Because like, you know, I'm 36. I've got four kids. I don't stare in the mirror. I haven't done that for, you know, a lot, a lot of years. Um, but, you know, that was a nice benefit, you know, like I feel good in that in that, in that way. And I've, and, and I've, and I've uh, held it off. And my cousin who went to the program with me, same thing. He lost his 30 pounds and he's held it off, which again, like what program can say that, right? And oh, by the way, I'm not nearly as religious as I was going through the program, but there's been enough behavioral change. So there's just been that longer term behavioral change. And then also recognizing that I can really reset fat, fat adaptivity with a really intense workout. Um, and I can like go off the, not off the rails, it's not near what it used to be like. So off the rails now, you know, you know, take on and eat kind of on a smorgasbord or whatever family event. Um, but really recognizing that like, even though, okay, I'm getting hungrier and I know there's kind of that carb, um, uh, addiction rekindled. Um, but now I can, you know, it takes me 48 hours to reset, to get ketones back in my blood. Yeah. Um, right. And so that is like a, like physically really awesome. Um, and being fat adaptive. Um, and I'm also, I have a long ways to go but I'm definitely kinder to myself, mm -hmm. um, which I mean, at the root of it, it's like inside our head, we're just ruthless to ourselves. Right. And, and mean people to others are typically the most ruthless to themselves. Right. We extend that. So just extending that kindness, recognizing that what we're going through is a universal experience and we are not bad and we're, we're not unworthy for experience of that. Um, you know, I've read it a ton. You see it all over. It's really important. Um, but I see myself being kinder um, to myself as a result, a little bit more patience uh, with my family. Uh, if Katie's in the other room overhearing me, she could kind of come in and, and, and give you her, her take on it. But I, I feel like there's some good progress uh, from a compassion, self-compassion front. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and obviously you require an immense amount of energy to keep up with the lifestyle that you have. And so from a metabolic standpoint, of course, our body prefers to run off of fat. And so you see all sorts of advantages. One is a higher level of energy Two, clearer cognitive yeah. um, behavior and efficiencies. And so, I mean, you just cannot argue the value of being fat adapted and from a metabolic standpoint that is a, a you know a very um i don't know like a piece of science that i just wish for everybody to understand 
it's amazing and i i have my morning ritual uh where i'm up early and i have my cup of coffee and meditation and journal and then when i'm in when i'm in kind of like uh when i'm back in the fat adaptive which is i'd say four or five days of the week is kind of where i've landed and it works for me uh-huh. um you know that mid of that stretch from 5 30 to 7 a.m I can do over eight hours worth of work. I, I tee up my most important problems mm-hmm. and a, that's my energy time, but it's also a, towards the end of that fast, you know, and, and I've been feeding myself the food, the fuels from a productivity standpoint, it's just like Jedi knife through butter and, mm-hmm. and structuring and setting up my week where like, Hey, this is where I'm going to tackle my most important problems that would take me five hours of painstaking frustration, you know, if I'm eating, stuff that I used to eat uh, in, in a mental fog versus like literally give me 15 minutes on the same problem, you know, with uh, it's, yeah, from a performance standpoint, there's definitely that consistency, yeah. um, you know, shadowed by, you know, not sleeping from time to time, yeah. given the family dynamics. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Gabriel has already dropped so many secrets to his success. Consistency is huge. Making decisions ahead of time. He makes a very informed decision around when he's going to do his best work. He knows that coming off of a fast and, you know, um, early mornings is when he's going to you know, dedicate the time to do his best work. That's what it looks like, guys, to make decisions ahead of time and not just be reactive and spontaneous. Like that's overrated. Make decisions ahead of time and really create the experience and the results that you want um, for yourself. Any other secret to your success that you would love to share? I think I to add a layer of compassion to the listeners is that and and there's some mornings where you can talk to me and I got off the wagon or whatever and kids up and like, I am not showing up <laughs> the way I just described. And this is not as controlled as we just kind of talk about like, but it happens way more in my life than it used to. Right. So it's like, it is, I, my life is still a pendulum in uh, and, in certain days and lack of vitamin D and all like different external things impact. And, and I can't show up and promise you every Wednesday morning, I'm going to be crushing the T that most important question of my week. Um, but I can say it happens a heck of a lot more than it used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, oh, by the way, it's also deeper and more effective due to the fat up to fat up activity and fasting. So I think it's like, like, this is not a perfection thing. This right. is a, a much more portion of my life is lived this way. And then I still have the chaos that, you know, is the human experience. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're willing to feel it. Like, it's like that pendulum is there on purpose because that's what provides the contrast. Your willingness to feel it all, even the unwanted, like the imperfect results and everything, you know, all the thoughts around that, your willingness to feel that is what makes the wanted feelings possible. You have to have that contrast. Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that you're underscoring, like that's part of living the human experience. That's what actually makes life rich is your willingness to feel it all. And so 
beautifully said. Thank you for underscoring that. Anything else before we close up? Um, yeah, you know, there's that. The, it's 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 the awareness of the food. It's it's it's. I take my blood still twice a week just to kind of create that awareness. Um, I'm taking my um, what I had taken out of this is like, hey, we've got the tools to create this health dashboard. What are the KPIs, key performance indicators of of your health? And so I'm doing a deep panel with my with my practitioner. So taking it to the next level is like I have this baseline data collection awareness and I know what data to collect because of your program. Right. Um, I think there's a lot of us who want to make decisions based on data, but how the heck do you learn it? No, by the way, don't talk to your doctor about it because he or she doesn't know. <laughs> so so I now have a baseline to build this continual awareness, which, oh, by the way, with with wearables and where um, innovation is happening with 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 just uh, data driven health decisions, um, I'm building on that foundation uh and and i think that that just how like how do i even start to you know boil that ocean uh is something i got from the program in a, in a major way yeah 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 i mean gabriel postures himself with so much confidence that does not come by accident you guys he does the work to collect the data so that he can make informed decisions he's not making his decisions most of the time <laughs> from drama they're coming it's coming from data and yes you have to do the work to understand where you know to gather the appropriate kinds of data too so we do help you with that but yeah thank you for bringing that up absolutely all right well this has been so enjoyable anything else well, well i guess the um i think one 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 two final things one final thing is that um the persistence um and investment right i think that uh, we were talking before we started here tracy around how there's the dabblers you know the dabbler profile who doesn't want to go too deep within that yep. and on like the secret underline of everything and what your what your program forces us into is persistence it's persistent it's, it's persistence it's persistence um and uh i i think that that is at the end of the day there's no such thing as a quick fix there is near-term rewards that keep us incentivizing ourselves to get yeah. more and create more yeah. um and and then also just the investment i mean at the end of the day and that was when i talked to katie when we merged our finances and i she saw how much i paid for my my coach i've worked with a coach for over a decade you know another coach other than uh, other than you in the health front. Um, and uh, uh, it really is a, she's like, what the heck are you paying that for? And then now she's like, hey, you should, you should, you should set up a call with Mary to dive into that. And I just like investing in yourself. I mean, what the heck else are we using our money for? Right. right? It, it allows me to show up to be a way better dad, be more successful, create more successful in the endeavors of what I'm uh, um, you know, from a business standpoint. Yeah. So I just think that like, if they're the secrets of becoming self-made that persistence and the willing to reinvest. And then there's also accountability that comes with, you know, putting your money where, where your desires are. Oh, yeah. um, so I'd add to that. And the last thing I want to ask you is, do you have a interesting uh, a foundational education story that similar to the question you asked me when we started? Yeah, I do. I would say, um, 
in high school, I had the opportunity to participate kind of in an extracurricular organization. It was called Young Life, and it was a it was a faith based um, organization where you had an opportunity to have a mentor um, that really helped you navigate um, those high school years and all of the things that you know come along with it. And and then it gives you the opportunity to mentor others. And I definitely think that to your point about, you know, it's a universal experience and there's just so many people that don't, don't see it as that they see it as they may be flawed or, you know, they're broken and, you know, that's their interpretation of a circumstance. And I saw, I experienced the impact for myself having a mentor and how valuable that was for me. And then I got to serve as a mentor and it absolutely framed my life for what now has become self-made you and the importance, the emphasis that we put on a taking the responsibility for how you choose to think about any given circumstance, granting yourself the compassion and really utilizing your education, your wisdom, of course, for yourself, but utilizing it to impact other people too is super, super important to me. So that definitely framed, um, framed my life. So yeah, um, thank you for asking that. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. The mentors along the way on the shoulders of giants. I, uh -huh. The team sport. It's yep. a team sport. Amen. Amen. Thanks for having me, Tracy. This yeah, thanks for being here, Gabriel. And then for everybody who loved what they learned today from Gabriel, please come back next week and you will definitely hear some more secrets to the self-made. Talk to you soon. If you are ready to overcome your biggest obstacles and create what you once thought impossible, I want to invite you to join the Self-Made Mind and Body program, where you will learn how to master yourself. It's the only thing that stands in the way of what you want most. Learn more at www.self-made and the letter u.com.